This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hello and welcome to the Ringer Prestige TV podcast. My name is Chris Ryan. I'm joined by Joanna Robinson. What's up, Joanna? Oh, hi, Chris. We are talking about founders and the TV that we make out of their glorious stories. Joanna and I are going to do a little uh, recap of uh, check-in, a little gut check on The Dropout, on We Crashed, and on Super Pumped, uh, three shows which are essentially running parallel to one another. We, we, we Crash has a couple more episodes. It's going to run until the end of April, but Dropout and Super Pumped are coming up on their final episodes. And we thought, what better time to kind of say, hey, what are these shows done well? What are these shows done poorly? How are we feeling about them? So Joanna, why don't we, why don't we start here, actually? Generally speaking, yeah. are you foundered out yet? Do, did you, do you feel like you've hit maximum founder? Yeah, I'm 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 all fold up. I'm I'm really glad we're moving into a different genre in April. It feels like this is all concentrated here in March. Uh we got a little bit more time to spend with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, but other than that, uh we're moving on to a new genre I'm calling well not new, an, a new old favorite, the mentally unwell genre, I think is <laughs> gonna dominate April. Um but yeah, so is, is that like Barry or what's the meant? It's, it's Russian doll. It's Barry. It's a flight attendant. It's Moon Knight. It's the girl from Plainville. Like, uh, oh yeah, you know, gut check. We are not okay, and K- our Kenobi, TV is not. That guy yeah. still reeling oh, from trauma. You just, know, just sitting in a cave in the desert, thinking about his life and his choices. But yeah, um, if if uh, I think I've reached, reached my capacity on founders, 
Um, I have no more taste for green juice. Um, I am all good. How about you, Chris? Um, well, th- this is my first question that I thought we could unpack, which is how much these shows being on at the same time impacted our appreciation and enjoyment yeah. processing of the actual shows themselves. Because I, I was racking my brain. There are sometimes where two Steve Prefontaine movies come out in a two-year period or something, or there's a couple of shows that might have similar vibes, but and they're on it the same year. But I can't think of a time where we had three series told, yes, we're going to get into the differences between the shows, but I would say, generally speaking, in similar ways about very similar stories at the same time. And I personally have found it a little bit difficult to separate one from the other in terms of like being able to appreciate the merits of any given one of them because there's just so much more of them on it at this point. I agree with you. um, And I think you and I agree in our general ranking order of them. But I do think that there is a benefit. I was I, I had fallen behind on Super Pump, so before we recorded this, I caught up on a bunch of episodes. And I, thinking about it in the context of the dropout, I think was actually really helpful and helped me enjoy it more as a sort of more rounded view of of the valley of what it means to be a founder like character like this, of what it means to uh, hero worship Steve Jobs, what it means like all of that sort of stuff. I think those two in tandem are additive. But I think when you add we, we crashed, which isn't a valley story anyway, because they weren't really based out here, like that then starts to feel like overload. What do you think? Uh, I had this experience when um, I was I was a, the same thing you were doing, except for me, it was catching up with we crashed. I think we crashed going being released last made me very, very hesitant to even start it, to be completely honest. And uh, it was only because of text messages that I would get about Anne Hathaway's performance that <laughs> I was like, I guess I got to see this. But there's a moment and we crashed, I think, in Masha, Masha, Masha. I can't remember. Whenever Adam Newman gives his sort of speech uh, at an investment bank to a bunch of investors with Scott Galloway hosting. And uh, Anthony Edwards' character walks up to him and says, I'm from Benchmark. And I'm like, we don't need two shows where Benchmark is a character. You yeah. know, like yeah. we, we have we have Bill Gurley uh, played by Kyle Chandler and Super Pumped. And now we've got this guy, Bruce, played by Anthony Edwards in We Crash. And I'm like, I just have too much benchmark in my life. You know? <laughs> yeah, like one benchmark at a time. Wait, does this mean that you two are getting text messages from Mallory Rubin of Anne Hathaway with like a Kleenex on her face? Yes, I, I am <laughs> part of like that, that circle of friends. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it's funny. It's like, I guess on the other hand. It's not like I've ever had like an allergic reaction to having more than one detective on show, on television at once. So maybe it's just the side of the times and it's different strokes. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about where these these shows sort of fall in terms of a, a preferential meter. You know, like what, what 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 which one of these three have you found to be the strongest for me? And I actually, I mean, just taking the temperature of of most people I've talked to and people I've seen online. I think the dropout is the clear front runner for most people. And then for me, it goes super pumped below that. And then we crashed. I think it would have ranked it differently. Uh, the last time we talked, you and I talked about mm-hmm. super pumped, super pumped was trailing third for me, but I think it's sort of shaped up a bit better later in the season. So it pulled ahead. So that that's my ranking. What about you? It's exactly the same. It's yeah. exactly the same. And I think that, um, I find we crash to be really slow. So that's been re- kind of like my tough thing is that I, I I almost would rather we crash be like a weird show about Re- Rebecca Newman 
you know, and that yeah. we could just watch this woman kind of go through whatever it is she's going through <laughs> and see this entire thing through her eyes and and have this husband who's like a rocket ship that she's sort of grabbing onto, but has some misgivings about. And all the stuff that Anne Hathaway is doing is pretty incredible. But I, I think that just the combination of fatigue with the storylines that these shows share and honestly just not really caring very much about WeWork as like a, a concept. It's it's just been a little bit of a struggle for me to keep up with it. Whereas Super Pumped has, I think, a little bit of like Koppelman, Levine, Panache that I like. And then The Dropout, I think, is actually just exceptional. Um, so why don't we chat a little bit about the, the Dropout? I think all these shows have some really great performances. I think Amanda Seyfried is in a class of her own right now. And yeah. the idea that she got this role because Kate McKinnon didn't do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the idea that basically this was like, oh, cool. Like I, I picked this one up. The run she's on between this and Mank is such a great, I wouldn't say career revival because she's not exactly, she didn't exactly like go anywhere. But yeah, I think she's like one of my favorite actors right now. What she's done with this is incredible, and it's unclear. I don't think anyone is being 100% transparent or honest about the switchover from Kate McKinnon to Amanda Seyfried. Not that this is just usually the case. It's just sort of like, well, a conflict arose, or yeah. we went in a different direction, something like that. But it seems to me, given the people and some of the tones associated with the dropout, that initially they want to do something more comedic. And then they landed on something that didn't quite suit a Kate McKinnon performance, but better suited Amanda Seyfried. That's just me guessing. Mm -hmm. And I think she's just been incredible in the role. And, and even more so, I think The Dropout has done such a good job of balancing some comedy. You know, there's like a straight comedy episode, episode four. Um, but balancing some comedy with some, you know, chewy drama. Whereas Super Pumped, and I'm not here to knock it, I'm just sort of... I'm trying to find the best version of the show underneath some of my questions around it. Yeah. And there are some times on the dropout where they'll veer from something very serious like sexual harassment in the workplace to like, you know, a big jokey bit. Sometimes the whiplash, there was one episode where they go from a driver being murdered, like his throat slit, to a boardroom that they just a boardroom meeting that they decided to frame as a video game. So they're like, you know, smash down in the yeah. boardroom. And I was like, that that whiplash of tone. Is, is hard for me to hold on to because it feels like Super Pumped does want to do that more meaningful stuff, the more meaningful um, repercussions of what Uber was, but also maintain exactly that Koppelman Levine uh, sort of excitement. So uh, th that's sort of where I am with that. Yeah, you know, the dropout, I think, is... A, 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 most of these shows, I think all three of them, well, you know, I think We Crash is a little bit different, but like especially Dropout and Super Pumped, I think have a desire to tell complete stories. So they're almost, you know, they're almost documentaries with really cool reenactments going on in, in a lot of ways. Like I think the, there's a version of the Dropout that is almost, that is treating Elizabeth Holmes the way that We Crash is treating Adam and Rebecca, which is to say, like, they're the POV characters, and any, any scene that we see is usually going to have one of them in it. Right. The dropout, if it's just Elizabeth's story, is a fascinating character study, and I think probably would have been more comic, you know, a little, mm -hmm. a little bit. I think that, like, her transformation over the years is, it, while rooted in some, some, uh, 
messy stuff is like ultimately has like some comic elements. It's when you go into the Stephen Fry and the Laurie Metcalf and the Wall Street Journal and the, this desire to kind of hit every single data point of a story, which documentaries do, that it kind of changed the, changes the complexion of the show a little bit for me. And it's almost a handoff, a baton handoff of the POV, right? Like the episode four that I mentioned is like the Walgreens guys coming in and they're mm-hmm. our POV in that episode. You get Stephen Fry. Um, you get the handoff to like Dylan Minnette's character when he comes in. You know, it's 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 a passing of the POV. We start the, f- I think the first three are kind of Elizabeth Holmes POV. Yeah. And then it passes it around. And I think it is a stronger show for that. And I think... We crash flirts with that, you know, like I think if they, if when they brought in America Ferreira, it was much more from her point of view rather than how she interacts with Rebecca's character, other yeah. character Rebecca. I think that, again, that that would have been a, a stronger way to go. I think it's a really smart way to go. And the, what's interesting about Super Pumped is that um, Super Pumped doesn't do the handoff. We're either in Travis's point of view or we're in Bill's point of view is sort of how everything is is divided. And once it becomes a versus, mm-hmm. uh, I thought Super Pumped really gelled together. Yes. Once it becomes Travis versus Bill, uh, once Kyle Chandler gets to be in the sort of beleaguered dad role that we know him to do so well, I think that's when the show really coalesces. Yeah, I mean, it's like, there, there's like, it's basically like the the premise of like a lot of talk radio. It's like, nobody likes to listen to people agree. You know, so right. when when right. Gurley is enamored with Travis, and a, you know maybe he's got like a few misgivings, but for the most part, is like I've got myself a unicorn here. Right. He doesn't have a lot to do. You know, <laughs> like yeah. he can go to his wife and talk about like oh like Phil Jackson and the Bulls and like they can make their analogies and stuff. But it's only when he starts becoming Travis's antagonist that the show kind of like comes to life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one issue that I've been having with these shows, and I wanted to see what you thought about this. And I, 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 this has been nagging at me with other shows, like whether it's even Winning Time, which I really like, and, mm-hmm. and Plainville, which I thought I think is, is really good in some ways, is um, how literal the shows are. Um, their depictions of life are really, like, for the most part, uh, only in service of either the context that the stories take place in. So basically, like if you see like an episode of Winning Time and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is talking to Spencer Haywood, the thing that they are talking about is like Spencer Haywood's historical importance. Now, they may have talked about that at some point, but it's highly unlikely that they did it like at the exact time that they're doing it and yeah. the exact way that they're doing it. And I find that this happens a lot in these uh, three shows that we're talking about where it's like the only thing people are interested in talking about is whether or not they're getting their VC funding and who's going to take their VC funding away and whether or not they can scam their way to more <laughs> VC funding and whether or not this thing works or it doesn't. And there yeah. are people who don't believe in me, but I believe in myself. And there's just really little life to it. Well, it reminded me of when, when you and Chris, uh, when you and Andy were talking about um, Slow Horses and you were talking about this this discussion that happens episode one of Slow Horses about, you know, how to store a lemon basically, or what's a good lemon or whatever. And it's just sort of something that has nothing to do with the plot, but it's just good character work and tells us something about the character and is there to add, you know, to build a a believable world. And you're absolutely right that none of these shows have this. And I think what's also sort of standing in their way, whether or not it's fair, the main comparison that we keep coming back to for all these shows, I think is the social network, the gold standard Mm -hmm. of a story like this that's a feature film versus a TV series. And that is a feature film where famously Sorkin took 
massive liberties yeah. <laughs> with the stories he's telling, right? But he created a human story, right? It's like Zuckerberg, for all of his flaws, feels like a, a human that we understand his human emotions that we can glom onto. And these shows, sometimes literally characters that characters will say, you are not a human to <laughs> our central character. And yeah. so I'm like, well, what... What show am I watching then if this is not a show about humans? I, I care about human stories. And so I think that's that's the challenge. And I think if these were shows about more human characters at the center of them, then we would have more room for some of that. But then sometimes uh, they go too far afield. Like I would argue some of the We Crashed episodes, like specifically the summer camp one with uh, centering on Rebecca's yeah. character. I'm just like, I feel like we lost the plot at this point uh, on what we're doing here. So it's tricky. Yeah. So let's look into the. I, I kind of wanted to do a little taxonomy of each of these because I, I, I'm, I kind of don't want them all to be the same thing. So if you were like in a vacuum, going yeah. to tell somebody like, here's why you should watch this show, and you, you know, you could pretend basically that like the other shows don't exist, that that the other the other episodes out, the other the other series don't exist. So you don't have to worry about We Crash. You don't have to worry about Super Pumped. You're just trying to tell somebody like why the dropout is good. Yeah. What what would you say? Again, I mean, we've already mentioned it, but I think Amanda Seifert, when I have recommended it to people, I was like, this is a performance you can't miss, right? Whatever Amanda Seifert is doing. But the thing is, is I would say a similar thing about We Crashed. Only I w- my recommendation would be less enthusiastic. Yeah. But I would say there are two. There's one tremendous and one very good performance at the center of We Crash. But is that enough to to fire it off? And I think also um, the Liz's, Liz Hannon, Liz Merriweather behind uh, the dropout are trying to say something mm-hmm. about uh, women in tech or women in general. Something a story that we haven't quite seen before. Whereas that's not really existent for the other two shows. What would you say in a vacuum? Yeah, I mean, I think that I would think I would say like the dropout is is a black comedy masquerading as a procedural or a procedural masquerading as a black comedy, or that there is like elements of both kind of maybe sometimes at war, but often working in tandem to to create this story, which I kind of I really dig. Um, I also found the dropout to be pretty compelling. I watched. I watched that like the most as a binge and I found that to be just the right amount of character work and just the right amount of like twistiness, which I probably don't know that much about the nuances of the Theranos story compared to the Uber Mm -hmm. story. Like I feel like I'm more familiar with things that happen on Super Pumped. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that Ben Smith thing. Like, you know, like whereas on Theranos, I'm like, damn, is she really that famous? Like, I don't know how I missed... Elizabeth Holmes's moment in the sun. But like yeah. when they're like, here she is with Bill Clinton and here she is with Joe Biden, like giving her that. I'm like, well, really? I for- I feel like I was living under a rock for all this. This is a conversation I had with Nora about the girl from Plainville because I missed that case entirely. And I knew absolutely okay. zero about it. And so watching the show, binging that show for me, I was sort of on the edge of my seat trying to follow all the twists and turns of what happened here, uncover what really happened. And I think... For all of these shows, because The Girl from Plainville isn't quite under this umbrella, but it kind of is at the same time, um, the less familiarity you have with the thing, the the more compelled perhaps you're going to be. Yeah. And with with WeWork, I think I I didn't really know anything about the culture at WeWork, but I was always just kind of like, 
So like they put like some neon signs and some free coffee up in lock office spaces. Like cold brew, baby. It definitely cold brew. Yeah, it definitely didn't rise to like the level of stakes that I'm usually accustomed to. If I was gonna pitch somebody on on super, super pumped, I think I'd probably say, you know, it's a war of the boardroom roses. It's essentially like a power struggle. Uh, my my sort of preference for the super pumped episodes, I think my favorite one is the 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 Tim Cook deposition interrogation episode because I think that's where it kind of fell into place formally where it was like there's you can kind of have like a storytelling mechanism beyond the animation or the voiceover from Quentin Tarantino or whatever and it's playful but it's also like he has to answer certain questions plus Hank Azaria and Rob Morrow and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is kind of like a fun trio um yeah, and there's there's a little bit of a social network light thing going down to even the music that they play other than the 55 Pearl Jam songs that they've licensed. It, it Like, you and I talked about the Pearl Jam the first time, but it's just been yeah. m- more and more and more, an astonishing amount. All the Pearl Jam is in this. Um, for that episode, you know, I also think of these shows as Wikipedia shows, right? Like, shows that you can look up. Like, when mm-hmm. did this actually happen? That show is... That episode was kind of tough for me. I really liked it, and I love... Rob Morrow and, and um, Hank Azaria, but there are three or four main incidents in that episode, and they all took place wildly different times in yeah. in the the actual timeline of Uber. And so I was trying to wrestle with this because as much as I enjoy something like The Social Network that takes extreme liberties, if there's something that includes so much, so many real life events, but told mm-hmm. kind of out of order or told as if they're all happening at once. Then I'm wondering what service does it do for us trying to track the evolution of Travis's character of like, so when do you stop caring or, you know, when do you evolve into the quote unquote monster? If that's the story we're trying to tell, whereas at least with the dropout, which is so much more linear, um, I feel like I understand the moments when Elizabeth Holmes is like personality and humanity is, is ebbing away. Yeah. It's interesting how many of these shows use, um, some sort of like family tragedy to show the inhumanity of the main characters where it's just like, oh no, I can't be, I can't go to this funeral. I mean, Elizabeth Holmes does go to the funeral, but like their reactions to deaths in the family or to, you know, whatever is like, it's funny how they like these beats show up in like each of the shows or each of these people's stories, you know, with, um, with Super Pumped, you know, it's funny you should mention the, uh, the inconsistencies or the inaccuracies because there's also things like, random benchmark guy making a really elaborate big wave surfing analogy that is like clearly somebody who wrote for super pumped (laughs) watched hundred foot wave (laughs) and was like we gotta make a nazare joke and also like at the end of that i think it's of the tim cook episode when sergi and larry from google are discovering this the self-driving car uh you know information has been stolen from them the greatest replacement song, Here Comes a yes. Regular, is playing. It's like, has nothing to do with Google. Nobody in the scene would be listening to this. I lo- but I was like, go ahead, guys. Just pay Paul Westerberg. It's an incredible needle drop. And it's not even like the closing needle drop of the episode. Because then, of course, they had Pearl another Jam. Pearl Jam yeah. song. <laughs> I was like, how is Here Comes a Regular not the closing track to this? Because uh, it started to fade out. Also, and why is it going. being played, though? It's like, it's not. It's like about self-driving car yeah. algorithms. <laughs> um, yeah, a, f- a true flex. Also, shout out to Ben Feldman's incredible wig. Um, in, yes, as he plays Larry. Um, yeah, it, it's it's 
I don't know. I don't know how to talk about them separate from each other. And I don't know who all is watching one. And I feel like most people are watching at least two, you know, if not all three. And the two they're probably watching are super pumped in the dropout. Um, but it, it, they're, they're so interwoven in my mind because it's funny you bring up those family tragedy in the family. There's so much, you know, parental issues running through this because the ultimate question is how there's a couple of things. The reason why we're stuck in this founder rut right now, I think, is number one, uh, that IP thing I think that you and I talked about before, this idea mm-hmm. of, a, of a person, a podcast, a magazine article, a, a memoir, or whatever, as as IP. But then also um, the question of these tech figures, politics makes its way into Super Pumped and The Dropout in a way that you know feeds into our maybe spoken or unspoken fear about these figures who wield tremendous power without being elected. And so they're mysteries. So who are these characters? Who are these personalities? Who were their parents? How did they get this way? Who are their parents? How did they get this way? Seems to be like a very important thread for all of this. And something I do love about Super Pumped is we get, you know, the parental element. Elizabeth Shue is here to serve her role. Then we also get Bill Gurley and Ariana Huffington is like tech mommy and daddy, like at war with each yeah. other. I mean, that's that's a, such a great parallel to me in that show. So the We Crash element is, I think, an interesting pitch because I'm trying to think of like what the argument is for that show. And I guess honestly, it is just like if you like Jared mm-hmm. Leto, I would honestly say if you even if you are lukewarm about Anne Hathaway in the past, you just you, you should at least watch a couple of episodes of we crash to see what she is doing because um, not only the accent, but like, I, th- I I actually like really do associate her with full commitment. Like in her, in, in all of her performances, I just think that so there's a quality about her. That's just like, wow, she is going for it, but she has rarely gotten a role like this where she can have so much fun and be such a freak and be such, so vulnerable and yeah. weird and also be like, you know, I, I think honestly, like in some ways, like s- steals some some scenes from Leto, who is going still full house of Gucci on everybody here. Let's talk a little bit about Hathaway, because yeah. I think that aside from Amanda Seyfried, like she's she's kind of the big winner of all Absolutely. these shows. Yeah, I mean, I've I've I'm long been uh, an Anne Hathaway uh, loyalist. Uh, but yeah, she's got that theater kid energy that that famously like turned people off of her in the culture for a while, right around mm-hmm. when she won her Oscar, and that was that whole like Jennifer Lawrence. What, what are what are the Oscars even doing for people anymore? You know, it's like <laughs> where she's curse. like she hosted the Oscars, comes out on the negative. Like it's just. No, I was just guys. Think, while you were talking about that, I was uh, about Anne Hathaway. I was just thinking about the Oscars and how you know they picked James Franco, the antithesis of her theater kid energy, and just like set them both up to fail. Whereas I'm not saying Jared Leto would make a good Oscar host at all but he at least always brings that like fake nose big accent level of commitment that Anne Hathaway might to any project I love the two I actually love Jared Leto in this show I don't love this show but I love him in it and like having just talked about Morbius for two hours this morning (laughs) in that world I'm like this is the energy I want Jared Leto to bring to his comic book vampire movie. This uh, completely unhinged performance that he's giving in the show. I absolutely love it when he goes full Gucci. So, yeah, the biggest selling point are those two performances and Hathaway I think 
uh, especially. Absolutely. For me, the uh, the other selling point for We Crashed would be it feels a little bit more in the world. Like, it feels like they shot it a little bit more out and about. Like, I, I, I don't have any evidence to prove that one way or the other. But one thing that has kind of not frustrated me, but I think over the course of seven, eight episodes gets a little bit monotonous with Super Pumped and Dropout is the interiority of it, the like feeling like you're watching stuff on sets, the feeling like it never leaves like one of three kind of backgrounds. And like, it's not not in even like a COVID way. I think it's like actually a cost-effective way to make a show is to have it largely be on a soundstage and stuff. But that Apple money is kind of raining from the ceiling on We Crashed, you know? And you can kind of feel like when they go into that floor of this building that they're going to create the first WeWork office in, it looks like what a WeWork office looks yeah. like. Like, it, it doesn't look like this is just this background wall. This is just this kind of cramped feeling. I think it's... um, I think it, it has a little bit more life to it. I, for the life of me, do not know what they're going to do for another three hours on this show, though. No, and I, I think it just really is struggling to justify its existence outside of those two central performances. And I think, is it maybe the show that would benefit the most from being a movie? Um, but hmm. but at the end of the day, I just don't know what it's trying to say at all. And again, to go back, you know, you and I talked about this when we first talked about Super Pumped. I agree with Bill's point that I don't need a big moral lesson from any of these mm -hmm. things, but I need them to have something to say um, at the end of the day. And I feel that so strongly with the dropout. And We Crash just feels like an aimless exploration of these completely zany characters, which sure, but what is it yeah. telling me? You know, I think that th that goes back to the to the social network thing that you were kind of mentioning, which is the liberties that Sorkin took in service of creating a, a memorable character. And part of why I think social network has such staying power aside from Facebook having such a monstrous effect on society yeah. and aside from Fincher's, you know, kind of God-level filmmaking is the fact that they kind of get into the pathology behind, like, why would you do something right. like this? Or why would you create something like this? Or how does someone become so powerful and wealthy? Like, what are the things that have to go into that? And you know, it's a much, much critiqued scene when he, the opening scene with Rooney Mara of Social Network, but his explicit sort of openness about what he wants in the world is not actually about Facebook. It's about himself. You know what I mean? And, you know, we get like some of those kind of origin stories, like in the dropout, you see uh, Elizabeth like sees her father get fired from Enron. And that's like this kind of moment where I think she's kind of like never, not, not, not me. That will yeah. be happening to me. God is my witness. But it's not yeah. the same thing. It's not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, social network begins and ends with that thread. And again, even if it's invented, it gives us a human understanding of a of of all these founders. Mark Zuckerberg is the least human seeming um, of all of them. Something that I thought was really interesting is I was, I was, you know, I was doing some supplemental Googling exploration and the journalist character that's in Super Pumped, that's a it's not her actual name. The actual journalist is named Sarah Lacey. So I was reading some mm -hmm. of her articles or some of her interviews. She gave this great interview to Vox after, spoiler alert, for Super Pumps, Travis leaves the company. Um, and she said something super interesting about the social network, where she talked about how the social network 
is like the film Wall Street, operates the same way the film Wall Street did in that it was supposed to be a cautionary tale, but wound up being an aspirational tale for a lot of people, right? Right. And so what we're watching, you know, the the specter of Jobs is hanging over explicitly the dropout and super pumped, you know, we're both... um, Elizabeth and Travis are like obsessed with Steve Jobs, with Steve Jobs and like people yeah. who knew him. Um, but even more so, the timing of all of this. I mean, Elizabeth Holmes a little bit predates uh, the Social Network, but this idea of Zuckerberg, whether fictional or not, as an aspirational cult of the founder sort of figure. So that's another way in which you know I don't want to be unfairly comparing one thing to another thing. But if these actual people are chasing the Social Network the promise yeah. of the founder rock star. Um, I think I think that's such an interesting textual uh, thing woven into all of these stories. Um, are there any particular episodes from any of these shows that you think have leapt out? So I thought like we could talk a little bit about that because, um, you know, these stories being adapted from podcasts, being adapted from nonfiction books are not, are not necessarily like, pre-constructed to have dramatic highs. I mean, they may have twists, they may have cliffhangers, but I don't know. I found that um, Dropout especially has had some pretty exceptional episodes, but I was curious whether you had any standouts. I think, uh, you know, so you mentioned with Super Pumped that you like uh, the Charm Offensive, the the Tim Cook sort of interrogation episode. Um, I think for me, uh, War, which I think was episode three, really gelled for me is, you know, it's Lyft v. Uber, and something I think that mm-hmm. I talked about when we talked about episode two was that some of these episodes of Super Pumped are so long that they almost don't have a unifying thread through them. And I felt like war really yeah. just sort of gelled around one idea, one moment um, that, that you know, worked super well. So that that's where Super Pumped came together for me. Um, and for the dropout, I've mentioned episode four, Old White Men. I think that one where the well, I could watch a whole season of television with Rich Summer and Alan Ruck and, and the rest uh, doing what they do in that episode. How about you? I loved Old White Men. I really liked Heroes, which is the most recent one, which is the publication of the, the Wall Street Journal story and the defense of the Wall Street Journal story, partially because I thought uh, Evan Moss, Backrack, and, and uh, Lisa Gay Hamilton are so fun. I had a little bit of Wire season five, like... That's not totally like I would they really be having those kinds of totally. conversations at the newspaper, but man, like Lisa Gay Hamilton's Sicilian fisherman story will that that was just a so great, good. great yeah. scene. Um and that episode specifically speaks to the um the fact that I think the dropout might have like the best cast of performers of any show in, in like the last three or four years. Like when you go through the dropout cast list and you get down to like people like Ann Archer who are in like four scenes, yeah. you know, it just doesn't, I don't I, like, maybe like they just, anybody over the age of 55 just can't really get a job in anything other than, a, you know, I, I, I don't know, playing some superheroes dad or appearing on a law and order spinoff. But like, it's crazy to see how many f- fucking amazing actors are just like, Oh, it's like Laurie Metcalf and, you know, Stephen Fry and William Macy are just like in this scene. It's just amazing. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, Campbell Scott showed up in the most recent episode of Oh yeah. We crashed. That's and you're right. just like, oh, Campbell Scott is here with zero fanfare. <laughs> Here's Campbell Scott, yeah. uh, you know, old Uncle Ben version 2.0 himself. Um yeah, the the fact that Alan Ruck is in one and a half episodes 
of the dropout um, really underlines that. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, I love that both the dropout and super pumped turn into like journalism thrillers. Essentially, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of a journalism thriller. And I think um, that interaction of journalism, tech and politics all together in the same soup uh, is really interesting. If, if We Crash wants to turn into a journalism thriller for the next three episodes, I'd, I'd be delighted. Bring me another uh, member of the cast of The Practice and I will be happy to, right. to join in. But yeah. Do you have any high hopes or any expectations for the final episodes of We Crash and Super Pumped? Or not, sorry, drop out and super pumped. Um, I think so. The the last um shoe that's really to drop, I think, in Super Pumped, uh, is the fallout of of the Susan Fowler um POV. Mm-hmm. So I think and that would be my standout uh performance as Eva Victor, who I know mostly from social media skits. Um, I think she's really good as Susan Fowler. She had to carry like a really long section of an episode talking about that monologue. Yeah. yeah. So I I think she's yeah. great in this. I, I'm I'm loving her in this. And so I think we're gonna see a lot more of her in the finale. Um, so actually I have really high hopes for that. I have seen the dropout finale already and I really loved it as well. So um yeah. Good. I, it's really funny. I don't know why I have Elizabeth Holmes blindness, but I honestly cannot remember how like Elizabeth Holmes' story where I wound up. So I'm actually like, I'm actually blissfully like, ooh, <laughs> what happens happen? on the finale of the dropout? <laughs> She's fine. Like, I think she got in trouble, uh, right? Like, I can't remember. Like, you can't still get Theranos, right? Uh, well, there is this framing device of a deposition in the whole show. So yeah, yeah that's all. So that seems yeah, bad. That, that seems that not seems great. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I, what they did with the finale, I thought was really interesting for the dropout. A really, like, really confident ending to a story. And like, Good. we know where we're going. Um and not and not just and again to that point again I don't I mean I don't want to like put too many smudgy smudge my fingerprints on it but like that idea of we have something to say is so clear in that show um, where yeah. uh, versus we've reached the bottom of the Wikipedia article page and this is what happens here right. you know <laughs> that's what I'm worried about with we crash is that uh, that they I mean maybe maybe there's just so much more Rebecca to come but I I just I was just kind of like. Isn't we were we we were still there, right? Like you can still go in those, right? <laughs> Do they still exist? Um, yeah, I think if you if you need yeah. some cold brew, you can find a, a WeWork. Um, well, we can wrap it up there, Joanna. We're almost done. We're almost outside of Founder TV. Uh, you you given me so much to look forward to with mentally unwell <laughs> April. <laughs> April. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much to Mike Warren for producing us today. Uh, we'll have another episode of Prestige TV podcast for you. I'm sure soon. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.